The following contest is a first round match in the Kings of Consoles tournament to determine the greatest game in the history of the Nintendo Entertainment System. Two games enter, only one can advance. Introducing first, the 73rd seed, a 1987 arcade port from Midway, Spy Hunter. And its opponent, the 56th seed, a 1987 platformer from Rare, Wizards and Warriors. Your ringside judges are Pat Dooley and Ricky Giraldo. There's nothing left to say but round one, fight! Welcome to episode 19 of Kings of Consoles. This is the podcast where we try to determine the best game for every home video game console by means of a big tournament. Uh, you are catching us 19 matchups into our Nintendo Entertainment System tournament, our opening tournament, uh, which is why this is episode 19 and not like episode 419. Uh, last week, uh, in episode 18, we saw Rad Racer knock off Akari Warriors to set up a second round matchup with Dragon Warrior. Uh, and this week, we I'm just going to say Warriors a lot, because we've got Wizards and Warriors, our number 56 seed, taking on the number 73 seed, Spy Hunter. Ooh. I'm Pat Dooley. And I'm Ricky Drell. And uh, we always start off by talking about the underdog uh, in our mashups. This, um, these, these seeds are determined by IGN's list of the 100 greatest games of all time. Uh, and Spy Hunter at number 73 kind of struck me as weird when I first saw the list because I remember this game being awesome. Like, this was one that I always, like, ran to at the arcade when I was a kid. Um, it is it is a port of uh, Bally Midway's 1983 arcade uh, vehicular action game. came out in 87 for the NES. Uh, you play as a spy who drives a car with machine guns, making it as far as you can and destroying as many enemies as you can while not blowing up civilians. The background music, one of the coolest parts. Yep. It's a chiptune version of the theme to the TV show Peter Gunn. They wanted the theme to James Bond, but couldn't get the rights to it. But, actually, I think the Peter Gunn theme fits better. Yeah. Which, for those of you who don't remember the TV show Peter Gunn, because why would you? You definitely know the song, though. The yes. Which is just great, like, driving propulsive music behind a car with machine guns. Uh, there was a, there was supposed to be a film adaptation of Spy Hunter coming out in 2005. As you may have noticed, it didn't. And it's now 2020. Uh, in Hollywood terms, the movie is in what's called development hell. Basically meaning that every time they start to get it put together, somebody drops out. An actor, a writer, a director, the studio pulls the funding, whatever. A decade and a half later, still no movement on the Spy Hunter movie. I don't even know if The Rock is still attached. But he was supposed to be in 2005. But, so, he was in a Spy Hunter game. He was, yes. So he was the main character in Spy Hunter Nowhere to Run. That's right. And, and the, it was kind of like... The prequel of the movie. That's what it was supposed to be, kind of. Yeah. It was a prequel to a movie that never came out. 
Never did. But the game was pretty good. <laughs> it is. Oh, yeah, and you're talking about uh, Nowhere to Run. Uh, right. I don't know that I ever actually played that. I remember it coming out, but I, I don't think I ever actually played it, which is weird because I, I really liked the original. Yeah, so I I don't remember. I remember the arcade game, but I, the true version of Spy Hunter was the PlayStation 2 days. That's where I was like, oh, what is this? And then I figured out that's an old franchise. Yeah. Yeah, I remember it from the arcade and the, the NES. I probably played the NES version before I played the arcade version, but I liked the arcade version better, uh, so I played it more. Um, very similar, but there was just more stuff you can do in the arcade. Um, I was a little disappointed in that it's not as fun as I remember it being, but it was still, of the three car games that we've played, you know, the two previous weeks and then this week... I think it's probably my favorite of the three. Yeah. Um, which, considering I was not a huge fan of Rad Racer, isn't saying much, but I did like Micro Machines. Um, this was fun. Um, it's really hard, uh, as most of this type of game tends to be. Uh, you know, the like the arcade ports tend to have that arcade difficulty level where they're, they just really want you to pump in as many quarters as you can, so they want you to die as much as they can kill you. <laughs> and so this was really hard. I um, We play these games for an hour each every week. Uh, in the hour, I got 34 game overs. Uh, so that's, you know, once less every... You know, and that's... I got a bunch of them early in short periods of time while I was adjusting to the controls and stuff. And, I've, you know, longer and longer the farther and farther I was playing... But, yeah, 34 game overs in an hour. Well, that's the cool thing. So, in this game, so it what I, I put, the game is easy to play. It's just hard to master. Like, yes. I thought it was very good control-wise. Like, I didn't think it was cheap. I just think you have to get used to everything. Mm -hmm. And that's where the, the trick, that's what the trick is. Mm -hmm. Um. Yes. It is super frustrating, though. Like, it took me... It was so hard to get in the truck sometimes. Yes. And I'm like, oh, God. So, there's a part where if you wanted to regain health or get a new weapon, you go... You have to, like, park inside a truck. And sometimes you don't line up well, and, oh, man, it was annoying. <laughs> yeah. Especially when you've got that, like, that dark blue tank car next to you, like, trying yeah. to bump you out of the way. That's... And I, I think that's a really cool mechanic. The, like, the you get to upgrade your car by driving into the back of a of a moving, you know, 18-wheeler. Yeah, it's and very... And roll you out the back. And very Fast and the Furious. Very or... Fast and Furious, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, in fact, didn't they do that in one of the Fast and Furious movies? Or they probably... <laughs> they probably did, yeah. I know they have driven cars out of trucks... I'm just, I'm blanking on... Yeah, what if they ever went in? They had. I mean, they've done everything. Yeah. I mean, and then in the new trailer, they have a car swinging. Yep. <laughs> so, well, I'm sure I mean, they... they drove cars onto a submarine uh, and yeah. uh, out of exploding planes. And, yeah. I'm still waiting for the, the one where they go to space. That's, you know... That's gotta I, be coming. I know it. I know it's coming soon. Fast and the Furious versus Sharknado. Make it oh, happen. Man. It's gonna happen. Oh man, it's a movie right there, man. 
you think that the the same rules apply in that franchise that apply in Fast and Furious, where like no none of the major actors are allowed to ever lose a fight? So that's why it always comes to a stalemate when you know The Rock fights Vin Diesel or Vin Diesel fights Jason Statham or Jason Statham <laughs> fights The Rock. Nobody ever wins those fights because they all have it in their contract that their character can't lose a fight. Probably. So I wonder what happens when you throw a tornado full of sharks into the mix. <laughs> we have to punch five sharks each. No one can <laughs> top the other. <laughs> I still want the crossover between Fast and Furious and Crank. The, the that would be Jason awesome. Statham movie where he has to keep his heart rate above a certain uh, rate uh, or else he dies because there's a bomb in his chest or something. <laughs> you uh, know, and all this sums up Spy Hunter pretty great. Yes. <laughs> Spy Hunter is definitely that type of game where it, it's a Sharknado of a game. Yeah. You're driving and you're shooting and you're driving into the back of moving trucks and now you got a rocket launcher. You have you know, surface-to-air missiles to try and shoot helicopters out of the sky that are dropping <laughs> bombs on you while you're driving on the interstate. Yeah, I do like that you technically have unlimited health. You don't really die by health. You die by the timer. Mm-hmm. So I yes. do like that. So you yeah, can get hit. Cool. You can get hit as much as times you want. You just want to make it to the top before that timer ends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, as long as there's still time on the clock, you will and, automatically get back on the road and continue. Yeah, it's point based too, so you do have to shoot things. But yes, <laughs> I don't know. I thought that was creative, and it's not a race. Like it's a driving game, but you're not racing another game. You're kind of like a. I don't know. We have we played a. I keep thinking it's a game called Raptor. I don't know if you remember this game. I don't remember Raptor. It, so it's kind of like Gladius, but instead of side scrolling or like the up and down look, it's mm-hmm. you're looking above it. I don't think we've played a game like that yet. But no, the closest thing, at least to what it sounds like to me, is um, Jackal. Yeah, it's kind of like Jackal, except you don't go diagonal. You just go up and down. Is this Raptor Call of the Shadows? Let me see. Yeah, the, the Raptor is like a jet game, and it's just you're shooting. It's like, you know what? It's like Galaga. Think about it like that. Okay. Like yeah, Galaga. yeah I'm, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page now. Um, so it's like computer and mobile. It wasn't a yeah. console game. Okay. So I feel like Spy Hunter was very Galaga-like, except you're in a car. Right. Yeah, I could see that. You know, you really, you're just going back, forward, backwards, but you're not really... I don't know. Yeah. it's. I mean, it's basically a rail shooter there you in go. a car. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's, it's fun. It's, you know, it, it hasn't aged super well, but it's also a, you know, 37-year-old game. Right. So, like, this is a game that came out the year after I was born, and as we've established through 19 weeks, I'm old. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I, I had a really good time with this one. Um, the cool thing is in the later sequels, like in the the re, uh, the PlayStation 2 and GameCube era, they remade Spy Hunter. And in that game, when you get when you go into the trucks, you come out like as a boat or as a helicopter. Oh, nice. <laughs> so that's kind of the cool way. So I thought playing this game brought me back to that. I was like, wow. They did so much of those ideas just with one little thing from the original game. It's kind of yeah. cool. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, I the only other real note I have other than like my high score uh, is that I killed a lot of civilians before <laughs> I realized that not every car was an enemy. Yeah. Because um, you just you know you get. In games like this, like you're, you know, you're used to just driving and shooting, driving and shooting, and then after all, you're like, oh no, these people actually mean me no harm, and I'm just murdering them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, same. I didn't know. I thought I was just shooting everything. I was like, ah, well, why am I not? These guys are the way. Pulling those cars up. And then I killed like a whole family. I'm like, yeah. oh god. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I try not to think about it. I try not to think about their, you know their screams as they die a horrible fiery death at my hand oh. <laughs> uh got dark real quick so on a happier note <laughs> wizards and warriors uh it is a platformer from rare uh released also in 1987 we got a lot of 1987 lately i didn't do that on purpose but hey there you go hey, man. uh you play yep. as kuros the night warrior of the books of excalibur where you fight through various themed levels, forests, lava caves, etc., to rescue princesses from the evil wizard Malkill, which, um, you know, those of you that know any, um, you know, romance languages or Latin, basically means bad kill, um, because Mal means bad in just about every language except English. Uh, I found this random factoid fascinating, because I have no memory of this, and usually I'm a sucker for random Nintendo tie-ins from the 80s. But Scholastic put out a franchise called Worlds of Power, where they novelized eight uh, games from the NES. They basically wrote books set in the world of games. One of them was Wizards and Warriors, Ninja Gaiden, Metal Gear, Infiltrator, Castlevania II Simon's Quest, Blaster Master, Bionic Commando, and there's one called Before Shadowgate. They also released two junior edition books for Mega Man 2 and Bases Loaded 2 second season. So now I really want to find those books yeah, <laughs> because I'm so curious what a novelization of Metal Gear reads like. Or Bionic Commando. Or really any of these. Oh, yeah, any, oh, honestly. <laughs> I don't okay. even know what Infiltrator is, but apparently it was popular enough to warrant a book adaptation. So, Wizards and Warriors, I had played as a kid, but I have a lot more experience with its sequel, yeah. which we're actually going to play next week, uh, Iron Sword. Um, it's funny because the sequel has the iconic cover. <laughs> yes, Fabio with a broadsword and lightning yeah. behind him. Yeah, that's what I thought we were playing this week. But then I was like, "Oh, part two. <laughs> no, that's we will play that next week. So you can look forward to that uh, next week. Um, but this, I mean, it's very similar. Like Iron Sword kind of took the basic premise of this game and kind of expanded it out. Um, but you know, a lot of the the gameplay elements were there here. One thing that I want to praise right off the bat in this is the controls. Really good. I felt like this, of maybe any of the platformers we've played so far, had the crispest controls. Like, I felt like anytime I missed a jump, it was my fault. Not because of 
uh, you know, poor control. It was because I didn't time it right, or I, you know, I, because, you know, it's an NES game, so you could jump up in the air and steer yourself as you fell. Um, it was because I didn't have myself lined up right. It wasn't the fault of the game. It just, it played really, really well. I agree. It was, it was nice. The controls were very responsive. Yeah. Usually with these games, we feel a little lag, but no, yeah. this game was right on it. Well, I mean, and compare he- that to two weeks ago when we played Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Right. Like, those controls, compared to this, were, like, you know, swimming in mashed potatoes. Like, it was just (laughs) mushy and, like, yeah. But this, just crisp. I I really enjoyed the gameplay of this one. Um, I do have... The music was too. Yes, the music is also very good. I know... Oh, go ahead. No, 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 you go ahead. I know that the first level, the song of the first level, is very iconic. Like, I've heard it. I've heard different people that do, like, the 8-bit songs. They always remix this level. Yeah. So. Yeah, the music in this is, is really, really great. Um, I, I mean, I, honestly, I don't have a lot to say about this one that isn't just kind of effusive praise. Like, the enemy designs are good. Um, I do have one note that's in all caps, just the word SKULLS. Uh, <laughs> of course. As I mentioned on previous episodes, <laughs> the NES just had really realistic skull enemies. I um, do like, uh, they do copy a lot of Lord of the Rings. Some of the names of some of the things are from Lord of the Rings. I yes, don't know you... like you start in the forest of Elrond. Elrond, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, huh. Uh, I Very... guess they could get away with that. <laughs> right. Very <laughs> subtle, Rare. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's another thing. I don't know. Rare made this game, so yeah. that's awesome. Uh, there, if you don't know who Rare, they made Banjo Kazooie and Perfect Dark, Donkey Kong Country, Donkey Kong Country. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. They, and this is one of their first. This is one of their first yeah. games on the NES. So. Yeah, it was. Another cool thing I thought is they had unlimited continues. Yes. <laughs> Oh, that was so nice. <laughs> I was so worried <laughs> after my third death. It's like, don't make me start back over in the forest. Don't make me start back over in the forest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Rare. Rare, basically, this was kind of, like you said, it was kind of the beginning of them, uh, like, working with the NES. Because this is a couple of years before. Oh, they did RC Pro-Am, which okay. is a great game. Um, but their first real big hit on the NES was the Battletoads series. Oh, wow. They did. Oh, that's right. They did the Battletoads games. And then, uh, which is also how there were Battletoads games on Genesis because they hadn't, they had officially moved over to Nintendo exclusive yet. Um, which now it's funny. They're not even a Nintendo anymore. <laughs> they're Xbox. They're Microsoft exclusive. Yeah. Since oh. <laughs> Two, I think it was like right when the Xbox launched or yeah. 360. 360, 360 yeah. yeah. Um, Crazy, <laughs> yeah. So, this, I mean, this is a really, really strong game. Um, I did notice you were talking about the uh, you know, building a medieval fantasy world and using stuff from Lord of the Rings. I noticed that. Like, whenever you would open something, it would be like, you know, thou hast found the feather of Featherfall or whatever. And I was thinking, I'm not, you know, a Latin scholar or anything, but isn't it thou hast instead of thou hath? 
but I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's it's written the way that people like when they're trying to speak like they're in those days days talk. So I, I guess I can't fault them too much for that. Um, another note I had on this one is that, um, and this I, I don't feel like we've really had this on any other game we've played so far. The like items and armor and weapons and things. Every time you get something, it feels like an actual upgrade. Yeah, like your character plays demonstrably different. Like, like the throwing daggers or yeah, yeah, and the like when you get the shield. And, yeah, and, and now you can you know if you're lined up right, you can basically deflect uh, projectiles. That you know, there's a section in the lava level where there's a thing that spits fire out of the wall. But if you have a shield, you know, while you're planning your next jump, you, if you just stand there with your shield, you don't get hurt, um, which is just a nice you know element to the game. And you look different when you add new weapons or uh, or armor or or shields or items. I mentioned the the feather of feather fall. Um, you know that that affects you know how fast you fall unless you can control your jumps better um there's a like lava boots or something i can't remember what they were called the boots of lava walking maybe that yeah, let you walk. actually walk on the lava you yeah. still get hurt from the heat but your feet you know it doesn't kill you to walk on the lava so no, I, don't know. It, I thought that was cool this is a solid game <laughs> this is a solid game wizard of warriors man yeah well like i said last week this you know this is a tough matchup because Spy Hunter is also legit great, uh, but this one could be a a, a dark horse in this tournament. Like fifty six feels low for this, um, just in terms of like the gameplay, the sound design, the level design, the enemy design. Just it's a really really good game. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So let's uh, let's get into. Did you have anything else you wanted to to bring up on Wizards and Warriors? Nope, I think I mentioned everything. So uh, every week we compare uh, how far we have made it uh, in the games or high scores, uh, just to, you know, a little friendly competition. Uh, through 18 episodes, we've played 36 games. Uh, I have made it farther in 15, Ricky has made it farther in 14, and we have had seven draws. But I'm considering Ricky and I tied because I gave Ricky a bonus point last week because he beat Rad Racer and he's the first yeah. one of us to actually beat a game in the hour that we allow ourselves, uh, which is definitely not something I did in Spy Hunter or Wizards and Warriors. I did not do it either this time. So. <laughs> Spy Hunter, I honestly don't know if there is an end. Um, I also don't know if there are necessarily levels in Spy Hunter. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. I because it just I at least I never like got any sort of break in the game. I just kept going until I died. Yeah. Uh, my high score was fourteen thousand eight hundred thirty-five. Um, I don't really know how to describe the farthest I made it. Um, well, I, got, I made it to a desert area. I, I, mean, I, I didn't write the score. I think I made it that far. That sounds. I had made it to whatever, like, the second kind of area is. Like, I'd gotten past the point where, like, there's helicopters flying over you dropping bombs. Okay. And I'd gotten to, the like, the second round of power-ups. So where you get the, like, surface-to-air missiles instead of yeah. just the, the 
Um, I made it to like the fourth power up. Okay, so you you definitely beat me on this one because I think I think the surface to air was the last of the power ups I saw. Uh, so you do Sweet. take the lead there. And how about wizards and warriors? For me, I made it to the lava cave, which I think is the third level, but. Because another thing I didn't mention that I think is cool is that you can progress in the game without collecting everything, but there are penalties if you do. And in my case, the aforementioned Feather of Featherfall, I did not get. So oh. there is a section in the lava cave where there is a jump that is literally impossible if you don't have the Feather of Featherfall. But if you kill an enemy and get a blue potion, you are temporarily fast and strong enough to make that jump. I just ran out of time before I killed enough enemies to get a blue potion. And so that's where I ran out of time. Wow. I did manage I... to rescue Lucinda and Esmeralda from the first two levels. Uh, but You not... beat me on this one because I only made it to the first. Uh, I, fought, I fought the big floating head thing. Mm-hmm. And I saved the first dance girl. Mm-hmm. Or dance girl. The first girl. Yeah. And that's it. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. So yeah, yeah, so I, I beat the second one. I, I rescued the second uh, Maiden Fair, uh, but then I got to the Lava Cave and ran out of time. Uh, despite, you like you said, Unlimited continues. I you know If I'd had time, I would have just stayed there and kept killing bats or whatever it was that was attacking me to try and get that potion to make the jump, but I probably waited 20 minutes <laughs> to get... I got one blue potion and I missed the jump. Uh, but again... Controls are so crisp, I have no one to blame but myself on that. So, the winner of this is going to face the number nine seed Bionic Commando, which was one of the Scholastic books um, that we mentioned earlier. Capcom. Another Capcom game, yeah. Yeah. Um, With one of the most just bonkers endings of any game for this console. Um We'll talk about that when we get to it in the second round, but so that's something to look forward to. Um, So Wizards and Warriors got 100% of our online vote. Uh, We always ask on Twitter and Facebook uh, on our pages there um, to to pick. Uh, All of our fans picked Wizards and Warriors. Are you you inclined to agree with them? This is hard. I love Spy Hunter. I really do. Same. Yeah, but I, I really we- liked both of these. <laughs> this is a really hard one for me. I think Wizards of War was the better game. I agree. Um, I think it's just like Spy Hunter is 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 great, but it does kind of suffer from the same thing that a lot of driving games of that era suffer from, which is that it's just like once you get the hang of it, it's That's just it. kind of the same thing over and over again. Yep. Whereas Wizards and Warriors, there's enough kind of depth to the gameplay and enough variety of the enemies and like the kind of you know jumps and puzzles and stuff you have to solve to get through. Uh, is I, I think it's uh, it's it's the stronger game. Uh, so that'll be a good matchup in the next round: Wizards and Warriors against Bionic Bi- Commando. Bionic Commando. Wow, that's like. That's a good match. This is a good match. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. The second round is going to be really, really strong. Next week, we will be playing, as mentioned before, we will be playing the sequel to Wizards and Warriors, Iron Sword. It is our 64th seed, 
and it will be taking on the 65th seed, Stinger. Huh. Uh, and the winner of that will face the number one seed, Super Mario Brothers 3. So that'll be a fun one. Um, <laughs> or poor four souls. Yeah. yeah, whichever one gets through that. Um, yeah. I mean, Poor Wizards and Warriors, Bionic Commando Commando's a great game, too. Um, True. But, yeah, Wizards and Warriors, that's my Dark Horse. That's my, you know, NC State playing Georgetown. You think it'll um, go all the way? Will yeah. it go all the way? No, but it might be Bionic <laughs> Commando. Um, Maybe. It, it might. Uh, and then it would face, well, either Blades of Steel or whatever winds up playing Blades of Steel, but we haven't determined that game yet. I do want to apologize to one of our listeners. J.D. Sloan sent some listener feedback about Wizards and Warriors, and I accidentally deleted the tweet that he commented on. Uh, it was something, and J.D., feel free to tweet back at us or post on the Facebook page to clarify, and I will. I promise I will read your uh, clarification. But there's something to the effect of Wizards and Warriors was one of the first games he remembers beating uh, for the NES, and he was nice. you know, thinking, talking about how, how much of an accomplishment that felt like uh, at a young age to to play and beat a game uh and that kind of got me thinking like what is what's the first game you remember beating do you know offhand man for me i think it was contra wow because i remember my dad and i like pouring an afternoon into contra the two of us with the konami code like for an entire day but I think I think that's the first one. I think it might have been first... Mega Man Two. Oh, that's a good one too. But I think I... Bionic Commando was the first. I think the Bionic first Commando game I ever beat was Super Mario World for Game Boy. Okay, uh, Mario that was... Land. Mario Land. The yes. Six golden coins. Yeah, I think that was the first one I beat. But NES. Uh, let me see, man. Because. I, I beat Mr. X in Kung Fu, but Kung Fu never really ends. It just starts over at yeah. your difficulty. So I can't really say I beat Kung Fu. I want to say Rad Racer. I don't know. Oh, yeah? <laughs> no, I don't think I've ever beat a game on the NES. Um, I, I beat the Mega Man games, but way later in life. Yeah. My first. Uh, I don't Honestly, the first game I remember truly beating was Sonic 2. That was my first Genesis oh, game. That's that I a remember. great game, too. Yeah. I remember beating that and being like super stressed and happy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Sonic games were so hard, but they were also really fun. All these games are hard, man. That's true. That's, That's really true. If you think about it, like a lot of people say, you know, Dark Soul games, like Bloodborne and all these are hard, but really back in the day, those are hard. Yeah. These well, games with no, no continues and no. Right. Saving? Oh, it's... Yeah. Like, I mean, I I have died so many times playing, like, the Uncharted games or yeah. The Last of Us or, uh, you know, any Resident Evil, any number of games like that. But, you know, I just, you know, reload my last save point and right. I'm back where I was. Um, but, yeah, there's nothing, nothing like an old... Without a save battery, without a password system, having to spend a day playing a game to beat it, uh, and then failing—you know, not defusing all eight bombs and 
you know, either the dam blowing up or getting electrocuted by the seaweed and Ninja Turtles and having to start all over again. Or, like, you miss a jump that you usually make, but you just missed it, and then mm-hmm. that was it. Yeah, it's, it's different. Different. Yeah. Different yeah. type of gaming. It's can... very different. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah. Like like I said, you know, Dark Souls, at least, you know, when you get a game over in Dark Souls, you're not done. Right. You lose your stuff, but you're not dead. You could go back to your body and get your stuff. But, yeah. But this is, like, I spent the whole day playing... And now I have to start all over because I wasn't good enough. <laughs> yep. All right. But yeah, good question. Good question. Yeah, yeah, that was. Uh, and again, you can always reach out to us on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Kings of Consoles, uh, at Kings of Consoles on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we have our full bracket posted on Challenge, which is C H A L L O N G E dot com slash Kings of Consoles. Uh, every week we update with the previous week's result. So now that this episode is out, uh, the bracket will reflect Rad Racer having beat Ikari Warriors last week. Uh, and then next week you will see uh, Wizards and Warriors over Spy Hunter when the Iron Sword episode drops. Uh, you can also contribute to the show financially. Uh, ko-fi.com slash kings of consoles. Uh, if you want to, you know, help feed our caffeine addiction and, you know, our our desire to complete our... our uh, <laughs> our collection of classic games uh you know yes. feel free to contribute there obviously no uh no pressure no obligation but if you feel so inclined and in these troubling times if you are lucky enough to have some disposable income i'm gonna turn it down uh you can also yeah. reach out to me directly uh on twitter i'm at loopy date l-o-o-p-y-d-a-t-e and i'm at ricky 45 18 all right, so dust off your, your loincloths and your Fabio posters and your broadswords because Iron Sword is coming next week. Uh, thanks so much for listening, and play old games. Bye, everybody. Sure. Kings of Consoles is recorded in Nashville and Orlando and is produced and edited by me, Pendulum. Thanks to Captive Portal for our theme song, intro for a non-existent video game, which can be found at freemusicarchive.org. And the music and sound effects from this week's games can be found with a quick Google search. The opinions expressed in this and every episode are our own, and we are in no way sponsored by or affiliated with Nintendo. We're just big fans.